You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Inside the Locker Room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you Inside the Locker Room, presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Um. You know, obviously they made some made some plays. We had a hard time staying in front of them at the end of the day. Um, I'm just sick and tired of our guys getting smashed down there. Smashed! Talk about the, the, the final possession in, in regulation, Coach. Um, you had the ball with about 25 seconds to go. Yep, we got a middle ball screen. Wendell got a good look. Our guys... Uh, you know, had a clean one. That would have been a great, you know, great way to end it. What defensively were you able to do tonight, um, in over a good portion of the game against this Alabama offense? Played hard. Played physically. Message to the best job we could to keep off the offensive boards. Message to your ball club after this one, Bruce. Just we played hard. It played well. You know, if, if that's the number one team in the country, you know, come on the road, hostile environment. Yeah, but we need that one to get the NCAA, and we and we didn't get it. Dylan Cardwell's hurt. He's probably not going to play against um, Tennessee because of his injury. We need his physicality. He got he got fouled down there at the uh, uh, in, in, at the end of the game. So. Coach, just talk about what, what Saturday represents now. Oh, just, we'll get ready to play Tennessee. We were, we were incredibly outmanned at the end. Had three, four guys on the bench in foul trouble. Joke! Welcome in to the Thursday edition of Inside Locker Room. He said joke. He threw the headset. I know he probably does that, uh, Dad. Uh, every game does the, the coaches show right there on the court. Probably not the best time to do it. Before we get started with all that, Yellowwood pressure treated pine with Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go down to your local dealer and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. Uh, Dad, that was Bruce Pearl right after the game talking, obviously, with his radio crew. Uh, frustration there. Uh, probably put himself in a tough situation doing that, saying some things maybe he shouldn't say, but he did feel just your thoughts on the end and what Bruce Pearl did there. I thought they got fouled some at the end, but um, uh, a couple of things happened. Uh, they they go to the line uh, I think 24 times, something like that, and, and they're 15, make 15. Alabama goes 31 times, makes 24. That, 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 that doesn't matter. The fouls, the fouls were there. If they were there, um, uh, Auburn shot the ball very well in the first half. Played very, very good defensively in the first half. Played hard. Game they could have won, gone either way. I, I, I hate to get on here and uh, coach teams because I don't think it's right. I, I didn't like to be overcoached. 
you've got to you've got to if you're Auburn as the lead of the sixteen to nineteen points is dwindling on you and Quinley's doing what he's doing. You have to, you have to you have to go zone to take a look. With two oh two on the clock in the in the overtime, they went zone for the first trip. Alabama shot the long shot and missed it. Uh, they took it back down and scored. Now the next time they went back down, they weren't sure whether there was zone or man. What the two back people was a man and two front people were zone. They weren't sure. But what you have to do there is you have to you have to play. And if they make a three, they make a three on you. But you have to stop the penetration of the guards. And Quinley killed them. Uh, you just have to. You have to try it. You have to try it for two trips and then go some go back to another kind of defense. I'm not trying to coach the game particularly, but that that was a big game, big situation. In the first half, if Alabama plays Auburn and and the game is as important as, as it was for me when I coached, uh, if Williams gets two fouls, I keep playing in the first half. I think he put him back in, but I, I, I can't afford it. I got to go with what I got. It was the best I got. I can't put him around the bench. I got to play. So um, it was a heartbreaking loss, you know, for Auburn. It was a really good win for Alabama coming from behind. Anytime you get behind, you give the team a lot of credit for coming back, and you certainly should. They, they did get behind. They did a good job on on, on Alabama defense from the first half, and, and they rebounded the basketball awfully well defensively. They got good defensive rebounding. Uh, the the problem with running out on the court uh, could have been more of a penalty. Uh, Quinley threw the ball at uh, at the guy when they went out of bounds. At the same time, one of the, their guys grabbed the other guy's shirt. So those two those two fouls interacted with each other. Yeah, but I thought the officials, you and I know, at the first stoppage of play, but under the 16-minute, 12-minute, 8-minute, and 4-minute is an automatic media timeout. The clock stopped. It was 7.41. A lot of – they know there's a timeout coming there. So guys do run on the floor to to congratulate their guy. I thought that was poorly handled by the officials. Uh, th- those guys weren't running down there to get involved. Now they were coming on the floor to because it was a momentum going on, and it stopped. The- That's a to- I totally disagree. Okay. So at seven forty one, you know there's a media timeout. So a lot of times your guys are coming off the court. You're running out there congratulating them because you're on a holly. You're on a momentum deal. I don't think they were going down there to get into the scuffle. I, I and it just. Delayed the game for so long. I mean, what do you? What do you? Fouls, technical Why fouls is that a technical foul to come on the floor after Barry, time out? Barry, they're down in front of uh, Auburn's bench. Don't, don't, don't say they, something they didn't like go that. Across half what court. you're saying is absolutely ridiculous. They didn't go across half court. Two guys. Did. Oh, they. Oh, they were half cross half court. Two guys did, and they got. They got. Oh, now you're saying two guys did. Well. <laughs> I I, I I thought it was it took way too long uh, to do it, but because uh, a mistake was made. Well, do you agree that there's a time? You know, there's a timeout coming, correct? Now, I'm not really looking at a timeout coming. No, there is a, a timeout like coming. But, there, but the, the the guys on the bench are. I mean, I saw some of the walk-ons that played at Alabama. Said we would have been ejected every game every time there was a media timeout. Which they know there's a media timeout under the eight-minute mark. 
when the time that comes, they run out on the court to congratulate their guys coming off. Uh, and they said, well, we'd have been, we'd have been thrown out of every game. Uh, I don't agree situation. with you. I think you owe me. I passed midcourt myself. I think it. Uh, so then it. Bruce Pearl was absolutely livid. But I will go uh, the environment in the building. You had the perfect storm. Uh, the students were lined up four hours out there prior to the game. I mean, they were lined up way down there to get in there. You're playing Auburn. You're playing for the SEC regular season championship, and you got a great team. I had people tell me that was the best environment. Uh, they had ever been, and then you come back from a 17-point deficit uh, to win a game there. So, what an incredible environment uh, that was there last night. Uh, just your thoughts on the environment? Yeah, I think it was environment was terrific. Terrific. The people were, you know, it was it was just all set up for that. And when you get behind and you're the home team, you're able to come back. Now, I want uh, I want people to understand the ties because I've checked it this morning with. Uh, um, because it's going to be as to who you're going to play. If if Alabama ends up playing Tennessee, they get a, a pretty good break there because Tennessee is pretty beat up. But um, if if you if you tie at the end of this, uh, for example, Vanderbilt is at Mississippi State. I think uh, Missouri entertains Ole Miss. Best I can. I tried to study it. And Alabama A and M so forth. If you tie, yeah, Alabama's won the won the conference. Then you um, go to the top, and then you go down. You go down to the top. Well, when you go to the top, the only person that goes to the top and makes an advantage is Tennessee. But then you start counting the wins and losses as you go down the line to the teams in front of you. If, if you're Vanderbilt and you've beaten Alabama once, and, uh, Texas A&M once, and Tennessee once, and then you're Missouri and you've beaten just two of them once then Vanderbilt goes ahead of you. So it's head-to-head. It's head-to-head is, is to where I understand it. Is, is, is I think that's right. That's the and first The first tiebreaker's head-to-head. Then it goes, yeah. yeah, and then it goes to the top. So very difficult to, you know, very, very difficult to see right now. Right now, if you were Alabama, you would probably play. Then there's speculation as to what happens on Saturday. You'd probably play the winner of, of Arkansas and Mississippi State. Um. So that that's what that would be. Arkansas entertains Kentucky. Kentucky is forgot to mention that's one for nineteen from three. Available, uh, if you want to call it an upset, I don't know. I don't know that you do the way Kentucky's played this year. But sixty-eight, sixty-six, six big win at Kentucky for Vanderbilt for the people that didn't keep up. And Missouri, the Hodge kid from Missouri, was outstanding last night. LSU led most of the way. Um, looked like they were going to win the thing, and they came back late. Missouri did, and so Missouri's in the mix as to, as to where they're going to be, and they ended up winning the game, eighty-one seventy-six. Uh, Aiden, do you have a uh, button though that you can click that has a baby crying? Uh, do you have anything other that, that I have a baby, but she's asleep. <laughs> yeah, but do you have anything where you get somebody crying? I can sound make it happen. Give me, give me thirty seconds. All right. Well, I don't need thirty. Thirty seconds gonna mess up. All right. Here's what I'm. Well, when I get through reading this, then you can do the crying. So, Dad Joseph Goodman, who has literally, oh, he's terrible, has really literally tried to keep the fires flamed, has been so critical of Alabama and everything that they've done. Uh, awful. So he, last night he decides he's going to be at the game. All right, he's at the game. So he goes to the 
press conference after the game, and he tweets this out. Now, Aiden had this ready to cry at the end of my – I read his tweet from last night. Spent the news conference with Alabama – NATO is trying to ask a question the entire time. Had hand raised following the protocol of the Alabama's PR staff awaiting to be called on. News conference came and went, never called on. Not a good look for Alabama. Disappointed in them. Can we get the baby? Can we get a little bit louder? <laughs> Disappointed. I had my hand up. The whole time, and they never called on me. Well, guess what? That's what comes with your all your little stupid opinion articles of being so critical. Uh, Dad, did the, did the Alabama? <laughs> all right, okay, you good, Dolph. Did the Alabama PR people do the right thing there by not calling on the guy with his hand up? In you the know, play? I have no idea. I wasn't there, so I, I guess if, if they didn't want to call him, they didn't well, I mean, to. this guy's been ripping them left and right uh, about stuff. Uh, I probably keep, wouldn't have called. I probably wouldn't have called on him. I have no idea who handled it for Alabama. Who was they? Who they? You know, who did? Who did what? Uh, Nate. I think Nate decided that the Alabama Auburn rivalry was pretty important. <laughs> so, yeah, as a columnist who appreciates interaction with readers, he went on. I will address many of these comments in my new newsletter. Uh, can we? Man. Can we take a minute to shout out uh, Simon Besnoy, our fourteen-year-old intern? Who also against the Ar- after the Arkansas game had his hand up, was acknowledged twice, told he could put his hand down, didn't get called on, handled it like an adult, unlike Joseph. Well, Biden. I think he's looking at us because I wrote something. I didn't write something positive. Then, then they uh, would not call on me in the press conference. All right, we'll take this break. We'll get back. Phone lines are open. Got a couple calls holding here. I wanted to get through all that. Uh, Two-minute truck there at 1330 Martin Road East. When you're getting prepared for the move, you want to go out there, pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need to make this a smooth move. It's local, out of town, out of state. Let the professionals handle it. Give them a call today for all your moving needs. 205-247-5050. Two-minute truck. Movers who care. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving well this morning. We don't see any problems, but if you do, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's the BJ Manager Special at Townsend Nissan, $5,000 off. Dealer list price on any new 2023 Armada and finance rates as low as 1.9%. Townsend Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning, heavy rains flooded numerous areas across the Tennessee Valley of North Alabama overnight, stranding many motorists. Tornado sirens wailed across North Alabama with one twister leaving considerable destruction in the Madison County city of Newmarket. No injuries reported. A few thunderstorms may pop up over West Alabama today, but the potential for severe weather doesn't arrive until around 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. Stay tuned to Operation Storm Watch. Click on TuscaloosaThread.com for later watches and mornings. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media, Tuscaloosa. In a go, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood. Pressure-treated pine protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. 
If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a few passing showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today 77, tonight's low 64. Tomorrow, a very windy day. Storms during the morning, those storms could be severe. Clearing by afternoon, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Catch every game and every moment right here. This is your home of Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And welcome back to Inside the Locker. Press your tea to pie from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the Dealer close to you when you build it, you want to build it to last. No better product than Yellowwood. All right, Auburn, before I get the phone line, Dad, their uh, latest net ranking, uh, and this is probably why Bruce Pearl was so upset. He probably realized that he won that game. Uh, he, that probably gets him in the NCAA tournament. Now he's sweating. I hope night. he's upset because it's Alabama. Well, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying. Now, yeah, he's upset because it's Alabama because if he beat Alabama, he beat the number two net rate team. They got fouled. I don't think it's any doubt. Beat the number two ranked net team. But their quad one wins, they are two and nine uh, in quad ones, which obviously that would have been a huge uh, huge win for those guys. So, yeah, he's upset because it's Alabama, but also because he just lost an opportunity to probably assure an NCAA bid. Now he's got to play Tennessee with a hurt team. Uh, let's get to the Yellowwood hotline get Pat into the show. Good morning, Pat. Good morning, guys. Hey, Pat. 2009, Coach uh, Sanderson, uh, the SEC enacted a rule to shut mouths of coaches talking about the sweet little referees. If anybody had a right to fuss about referees, it was Alabama. That I, I was there watching the thing, and I agreed with the student section. Hey, there was a whole bunch of times that the student section was hollering about the refereeing, and hey, and and more so than what uh, Auburn had. Auburn was getting almost every call there was and every advantage with the basketball. Well, are you talking about last night of two thousand nine? No, I'm talking about like, I'm talking about the law that was enacted in 2009. You're talking about the game last night about the fish yet. What, 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 what Bruce Pearl did after the ball game, calling the referees a joke. And my question is, if you're not going, if you're going to have the law, why not uh, suspend him and fine him? If you're not going to have the law, then then there's no reason to have the law. No, I don't have it. That's the conference office. I yeah, I don't. I don't see him suspending. They may give him a reprimand that that this shows him uh, what the bylaw is, but I don't see him finding or. I think they'll hopefully use some common sense in there and realize the emotion of that game and uh, you know what it all meant. It's Alabama Auburn. He may get a reprimand. It may be public. It may not. But they certainly will not suspend him or fine yeah. him. Pat. Well, well, the question was, why didn't they use some? Uh, uh, hold back and, and not uh, uh, suspend both of our uh, star players. At a, I mean, that was ridiculous. At a, they, they, at law, and, I, and I know Coach Sanderson don't agree with me, but that law needs to be that if you don't pass the coach's box, you're not uh, thrown out of the ball game. Well, I, I, hope, um, I hope officials use wow. judgment 
and calls. Like, you, you know it's a heated environment there, so you're going to give the coach a little more rope. Like, when I played Aliceville, we had a kid this get and it was packed, and then I'm not comparing the Aliceville game to the Auburn game, but to me it meant the same. The crowd was was crazy, and it was a block charge call that really could have gone either way. I think as an official there, you got to let the coach ran a little bit. You're not 100 percent sure you got it right, so you don't. And so, I, but he gave me a technical, and I thought that was poor <laughs> officiating there because you know it's an emotional game. It's an emotional call. You're not sure if it's right or not, so you give him a little rope. Or at least you warn him. Say, okay, Coach, I hear you. I've had enough. Hopefully they know that's an emotional game. Coach Pearl was in their face after we came on the court, or some of the Alabama players did, and they did not give him a technical because they understood the moment there. So hopefully that does happen. Thank you, Pat. Good, 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 good deal, guys. Hey, y'all have a But I agree with you, Pat. Coming on the floor, it was a media timeout. I would not have thrown those guys out for that. So, whatever. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Because uh, I don't know why you didn't throw them all out. Everybody that came on the court should have been thrown out. All right, get to the uh, Yellowwood hotline. Get Bryce in. Good morning, Bryce. We are the champions. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Thank you, and, bro. You know, you. I love this game the way it went because they thought they had it. You said that's all you had to say. God, I'm kidding. Go ahead, bro. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, well, it, I'm just summing it up, Barry. I love this game because he thought he had us and everything, and it just tear his heart out. You know, I'm not going to say that word. It's an ugly word, but I have very dislike for him. I'm just going to leave it at that. But, uh, it, it couldn't have went no better that they showed resilience to come back and win that game, you know. But I was beginning to scratch my head uh, when it was 17 points down. Yeah. You know, my nephew was at the game. Was any you gentlemen at the game last uh, night? No, we watched it as a family last night. Didn't go. Didn't go. Well, I bet that, I bet that was fun. And uh, when that, when they come back and got the lead, uh, that, that really got excited. That turned my adrenaline up. Yeah. Coach Wimp, what do you think about the win last night, sir? I thought it was a good win. They came back. You know, anytime you get down like that, Auburn shot the ball well early, and it was a good win. Oh, they did. I mean, uh, yeah, it was a good I, win. they probably hadn't shot threes that good in a long since well, yeah. last year. Yeah. No, they did. Yeah, thank you, Bryce. Yep. Yeah, I had, I had people texting me, like, you know, in the first half, saying, I think this whole situation's affecting Alabama. I'm like, guys, let, let the game play out. Like, Auburn, give them credit. They're playing well. I mean, they are making a lot of shots. Uh, KD Johnson uh, ended well, up. Free throw line got them beat. Yeah but, yeah, but I'm saying, well, you got Flanning going three for five from three. He hadn't been doing that all year. Uh, KD Johnson. I'm trying to see his uh, stat line. And he ends up going four of five from three, five of 13. He did shoot. You know, he cost him at the foul line. He missed a lot of foul shots uh, there. He's seven for 12, uh, most of those. But I said this, I've been saying this. If I were an opposing coach coaching against Alabama, Javon Quinterly would scare me to death and because that, is the that would be I would be afraid that Well I'm, you were the one you were the one of the ones that criticized him early. You've got to you've got to go in that particular case, if you're at Auburn, you've got to go and take a look at zone. You gotta have it prepared and go and look take a look at it. You don't have to t- you don't have to take it long and you can get out if they hit a three. But you have to play you have to take a look at zone against them. Well he 
I did think he was over dribbling, but I, I do, in the, and you do too, early. But but I did, but he did. It did worry. It would worry me playing Alabama that he, I know how he's not scared of the moment. The environment's not too big, tough to guard, and, and he is hard to guard. And then he, when he gets his juices flowing, then then he's impossible to guard. Uh, and if he's making threes, which last night. Um, he did, but especially the drives last night. So that that's the Quinterly that obviously you want to play. And you know he played 36 minutes with 7 of 12 from the floor, hit two threes, 8 of 9 from the foul line, made big big shot, six assists, uh, 24 points last night. Uh, just your thoughts on what JQ did. Uh, no, I've already said so. I, I think he's a difference in the game. I think you've got to play him differently. I think you've got to take a look at his own defense. I think it was – I think it was – I don't want to – Coaching by his team, I guess I'm doing so. But I got a radio show. You got you got to take a look at it. If they if they bomb the three on you, then you get out of it. But you you can't let him continue to to drive the basketball. I think uh, I think if nothing else, if you if you're gonna let him get by you, you might as well put somebody that's really big on him and affect his shot when he gets to the goal. Now you could do that if you're going if he's just gonna get by you every cotton picking time. So. Um, Quinley was the difference in the game. The free throws were the difference in the game. Now, I'm not talking about the number. It's okay about the number. But the, the misses at, at critical times. Uh, Johnson shot the ball well from the field, but he didn't shoot it well from the free throw line, although they did get a big rebound. I, I think it was, uh, it was anybody's game. I think it was uh, – I could see where Bruce would be upset about some of the stuff. I thought there was probably a foul there that they made at the end of the game that they didn't call. I think the technical fouls were called correctly. Um, so, you and I differ on that. Yeah, so when you got Brandon Miller setting the ball screen for Quinterly, he picks and pops. You put a shooter in the corner, uh, it's, you got they, troubles. You got Your trouble. Defense. You got troubles uh, there. And I thought Auburn did go zone there some. And the, and one it, trip. It, it, it was, I thought it was more than one. One uh, trip. They're, they're late. Second um, trip, they didn't know what they were in. Yeah, they did. And it looked like they were going to be zoned, and they started following their guys around. And the, and the announcer the said, the announcer had a stupid comment. He said, well, I don't think you – it's hard to get in zone off a miss. No, it's not. You're just running back to an area. Why would it be hard to get in a zone after a miss? I, I didn't quite understand his comments. Well, you have to know You have to know going into the game the kind of player that Quinley is. You know that he's going. what he's going to do is – He's going to shoot some bad shots, and in some games he's going to miss some, and he's going to hurt you some. But you know, Mississippi State game, he's responsible for not responsible for the win, but but he had something to do with the win as he did last night. And um, you know, I, uh, Dyke's got to say, you know, I, I you know when you interview people, uh, they're going to tell you what I, I, all you people understand that when you interview people, they're going to tell you what they want you to hear. I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, anyway, Clowney, I thought Jaden Bradley made some great passes down the stretch, made a huge three-point play when he went baseline there. And, uh, and uh, I don't know if that was Broom's fifth foul or whatever, but uh, just an all-around good performance uh, late in the game when it, had, when it was win time. All right, we're going to take a break here. We'll get back. We'll have Coach Jim Laranega on, the head coach for the Miami Hurricanes, who put out the Auburn Tigers uh, last year. We'll talk to him a little bit about matchups in the NCAA tournament uh, when we get back from break. 
uh, First Domain condos, the three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath condominiums down in the historic district of downtown Norport. These things are decked out on the inside with stainless steel appliances, granite countertops, all electric energy-efficient appliances. You get the Internet and the Direct TV provided for free. Ten-foot ceilings, large patios, upper-level river views, easy access to the river wall. These uh, condominiums are gated which is uh, safe to have security cameras. You're two minutes to downtown, five to the University of Alabama. Tell them you heard on the inside the locker room, one month free rent. 205-657-7465 or go to firstinmaincondos.com. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team defeated the Auburn Tigers 90-85 to to clinch the SEC regular season title. Former Alabama staffer Charlie Strong is returning to the capstone to become an analyst. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving well this morning. We don't see any problems, but if you do, give me a call. 205-886-8886. Here's the BJ Manager Special at Towns of Nissan. $5,000 off. Dealer list price on any new 2023 Armada. And finance rates as low as 1.9%. Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a few passing showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today 77, tonight's low 64. Tomorrow, a very windy day. Storms during the morning, those storms could be severe. Clearing by afternoon, the high 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 63 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Inside the locker room with Wimp and Barry on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to Inside the Locker Room. Pressure to find from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer closest to you. If it doesn't have a yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. I'll get right to the Yellowwood Highline. Let that I'll let you bring your good friend, Coach Jim Laranega of the Miami Hurricanes, into the show. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Jim. Good morning, everybody. Jim, congratulations on him. Jim has been my how long have you been in Miami now? Twelve years. Twelve wow. years, I suppose. He just flies by and terrific. I, I want to. I don't really want to start this thing off on a sad note, but uh, Jim worked with Terry Holland, who came down with that stupid disease of Alzheimer's, I assume, and passed away the other day. Terry, my son Scott, coached the freshman team at Virginia. Uh, Jim was there, I think, and and with Terry and. Uh, goes back a long way for me. Uh, you might comment on that before we talk about games. 
Okay, well, I, I was a uh, senior in, in high school, and I'm sorry, a senior in college when I met Coach Holland at my alma mater, Archbishop Malloy High School. We we watched the practice. Of the coach, Jack Curran, coached his high school team, was during the season, and, and Coach Holland and I hung out together for a couple of hours. And then that that summer... I got married. My wife Liz and I got married July seventeenth, nineteen seventy-one. Coach Holland was the head coach at Davidson. He lost one of his assistants, and he called me on my honeymoon and uh, <laughs> wanted to interview me for the assistant coaching job at Davidson. I was twenty-one years old. He hired me Great. and my wife and I, two young kids from the Bronx. Great. Brought us to Davidson College. And made us a part of his family. And we've been best friends ever since. And I love the man. He was a great role model, a great mentor. And everything I've done in coaching him is a direct result of what I learned from Terry Holland. So That's a great story. We will, we will miss him dearly. Yes. I appreciate you saying that because it makes me want to cry. Um, cool. mm. Um. Your team last year pulled a great, I don't want to call it an upset, but got a, went small against Auburn and uh, won the game and something down. People down here, you know, marveled. I marveled at what you did because I didn't think you'd beat Auburn. Uh, compare your team last year to the team, to the great team that you have this year and your ability to recruit. I know you've been able to do some things in recruiting, but, but uh, your ability to you know, compare that team to this team, and where you think you, where you think you are in the NCAA. Well, first of all, last last year's team uh, had had uh, the very unique ability to just share the ball extremely well and score at a very efficient rate, and yet at the defensive end of the floor, harass the opponent, trap the opponent, force a lot of turnovers. And it so happened that the teams we faced in the NCAA, uh, Southern Cal first and then Auburn, were very tall. And their big guys had a hard time matching up with our smaller guys. Yeah. And we, we were able to, to get uh, Walker Kessler in foul trouble. Our smaller guy, who's quicker, Jordan Miller, who's now a senior in his fifth year here at Miami, he guarded Jabari Smith really well and held him to four for 16. And he did it mostly because he's just an incredibly smart defensive player. Try to keep the ball out of Jabari's hands in his best spots. Contested all of his jumpers. And and our team overall had a great game. My team this year, as compared to last year, last year we played small ball. This year we're smaller ball. We Our, our starting lineup is... is Oh, barely six feet, six three, six four, six six, six seven, and we're fast. Uh, we have a lot of offensive skill. We have four players who have scored over a thousand. Two of them over fifteen hundred points. So we're one of the best offensive teams in the country again, based on efficiency. Uh, we shoot free throws well. We shoot the three well. We're very, very good in the open court. We haven't been able to force as many turnovers as I'd like, uh, but hopefully uh, in these next few games, uh, our, we have our we're going to play for the regular season ACC championship on Saturday against Pittsburgh, 
Great. And then we go into the ACC tournament next Thursday. That's so great. I think we're in a good position, Wimp. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good stuff, uh, Barry. Uh, we're talking with Coach Jim Laranega uh, uh, at Miami, who is actually leading, or I guess in a tie, uh, in the ACC. And as Coach just said, playing for the championship, the regular season championship, was a great uh, feat there. Coach, talk about the difference. You get through with the regular season. You got one more game. Then you go to the ACC tournament, uh, the NCAA tournament. Joe Lenardi, if he's right, got you projected right now as a five seed. Uh, just talk about the difference between the regular season going to the uh, ACC tournament, knowing you're already going to be in the NCAA tournament, just how do you approach those? Well, first of all, by our success during this regular season, we earned a double buy. So sure. we don't play in the ACC tournament in Greensboro until Thursday. Nice. And that gives us plenty of time to rest and recover from the regular season and, and prepare ourselves for what I call now the sprint. The regular season's a marathon, 20 conference games traveling here and there and everywhere during the regular season. But once you get into the ACC tournament and beyond, it's all one and done. You either win and move on, survive and advance, or lose and go home. So we're, we're preparing ourselves for that. Uh, I don't worry about the seed so much. Of course, a higher seed is better. Uh, but last year, we were seeded 10. And, and we were able to get to the Elite Eight. I think the NCAA tournament is 68 really good teams who anybody can catch fire and, and win a series of games. Uh, last year, it was St. Peter's. Uh, back in 2006, it was my George Mason team that made it to the Final Four, yeah. and we were seated 11th. <laughs> so you've got to just play your best basketball in March. Talk about walk the listener through it. You guys will play the ACC tournament. Then the Penguins will come out on Sunday, and probably somebody you know you've coached long enough to where whatever team comes up, you'll probably have a pretty good idea of the style of play, but you won't probably know their team very well. Walk us through the process of how you guys get ready for that first game. Yeah, the the issue with the NCAA tournament is the short turnaround. Yeah. And I've always felt I'd rather open up the NCAA tournament on Friday rather than Thursday. And I certainly don't want to be in the play-in game on Tuesday or Wednesday because the selection show on Sunday, it's late that night. You're certainly not going to practice Sunday night unless you you think you're going to be in the play-in game. And you don't know who you're going to play until Sunday night. So really, your staff works diligently on on Sunday night, all day Monday, you practice Monday, and then chances are you're heading out to your game on Tuesday. And then you you, you get to your location, and, and uh, you're, it's a very busy time, uh, and you've got to hope that all the things you've done in your game plan uh, against all of your conference opponents will still be a good game plan against your NCAA opponent. Right. So if you're playing against a, a team that zones, well, then you got to look at your game plan against Syracuse. If you're looking at a team that plays man to man and packs it in, well, we got to look at our game plan against Virginia. And if you're looking at a team that that pressures, then you got to find someone in your league that that pressures and denies and makes it challenging. So all of your preparation has to be on things you've already done throughout the season. There's no changes once you get to the big dance. Yeah. 
Recruiting-wise, I know you've gotten some really good players. You might want to comment on that. You can just you know, talk about if you're staying down. I think you're staying in that area, basically, and maybe I'm wrong. And you're recruiting. Talk, talk a little bit about that. Well, I've got a great coaching staff. My assistant coaches, Bill Courtney, DJ Irving, Cody Kimball, you know, they work really hard at trying to find That's what you got to have. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, yep. You, you're right there. You got to have a good staff. Yeah. Oh, you got to have a great staff. Yeah. And then the second thing, we found players both coming out of high school, like Isaiah Wong is going to be first team all ACC, maybe player of the year. He's had a sensational year. We recruited him out of New Jersey. And uh, as a freshman, he, he was. 6'2", 162 pounds. He had to develop this game. He's now 6'3", 185. And he's had some real strong looks by NBA teams. Um, but he's developed into a great player in our program. Great. Uh, Jordan Miller, on the other hand, uh, signed and uh, was recruited and signed with George Mason, my old school. And after a couple of years at George Mason, decided to put his name in the transfer portal. And so we were able to recruit him out of the transfer portal, and he fit beautifully into our system and style of play. Great. So we've had transfers like Charlie Moore and, and Cam Augusti and Jordan Miller last year. We have three transfers in our lineup right now with Jordan Miller, Norshad O'Meara, who came from Arkansas State, and Nigel Pack, who came from Kansas State. Those three guys are terrific players in our program, uh, along along with guys um, like like Isaiah Wong, and uh, we feel uh, like we've got a good, solid team. Think we can match up well with just about anybody. We talked with Coach Jim Laranega uh, at Miami. Coach, uh, I guess the transfer portal kind of is what it is, so you can't, it doesn't do any good to sit around and cry about it. You got to try to maybe use it to your advantage there. Does that make it so much tougher though? You guys are going through the season now. When you get through, uh, I guess you'll have to sit down with each kid and kind of find out and then try to build next year's team. It's hard to build a program now. It seems like you just have to figure out how to to build a team for the next season. Just talk about how the portals kind of change college basketball and really all of college athletics. Yeah, you know, I have maybe a different point of view. I, okay. I don't think the transfer portal was a great idea. Okay. But now that it's, it's part of, of the college basketball recruiting landscape, I think you've got to look very, very closely as to how to build your team. I think a lot of transfers can bring baggage that you don't want, and they don't yep. really help you. But I've looked at the ACCs, uh, all the teams, we have 17 transfers that are having a huge impact. Every team in the ACC has someone who's transferred in who's having a sensational year. Teams that traditionally would not even think about bringing in transfer. I've always felt like if a young man is in my program and is not satisfied and he thinks the grass is greener someplace else and wants to transfer out, I tell him, I'm happy to have you stay, but if you feel we're not the right place, I wish you the best of luck at your next location. That's a good one. And if that guy leaves, we'll try to replace him, probably with a transfer because it'll be late in April, maybe even May. We'll try to replace him with a transfer who's looking to move into a situation 
like we have at Miami. Nigel Pack is a perfect example of a kid who had a great year at Kansas State in the Big 12. But he decided to put his name in the transfer portal mainly because he was playing the two-guard spot and wanted to move to the point. We had Charlie Moore, who was a transfer, who started for us, led us to the Elite Eight, who was graduating, opening up the point guard position. So Nigel has fit in beautifully, taking Charlie's role. So I think every every Division One team has to really examine its roster, probably in April or maybe even May, with who do you have returning and uh, who is coming back. What do we need to fill the holes in our roster so we can compete the next season? And the recruiting in April is a few weeks. You know, we recruit kids back, you know, in their junior year and all through the summer before their senior year and goes into September and October. That's five months or more that you're recruiting a kid. This is like you're recruiting kids speed dating. You're going to recruit a kid for like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, One one last thing. Uh, Alabama, uh, I know you didn't see the game, or maybe you did. Had a big win last night. I saw the game last night. Heck of an overtime win. Yeah. So Quinterly, who struggled some during the year, coming off a knee injury, uh, really kind of took over uh, late in the game. That's kind of what you had last year. When you get to the NCAA tournament, these big games, these older guards. Uh, seem to to be a big factor in teams winning and losing. Just talk about what what guards mean to you when it comes uh, late in the season, but also in in postseason play. Well, do you guys know that we played Alabama in uh, uh, Orlando a yeah. year ago? Yeah. Do you know what the final score was? <laughs> I remember it wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. They beat us by thirty. Yeah. <laughs> They, they were shooting lights out. Now, one of the things, and I was asked about this, how did you lose to Alabama so badly? And I said, well, it was our, our third game in four days. Our, our starters were very fatigued, and uh, I wanted to give our freshmen some playing time. We put them out there and decided to try a 2-3 zone because we, <laughs> we felt like we needed a secondary defense. So we played a 2-3 zone. And Alabama just shot the lights out. Like, I'm watching them yesterday. They were incredible. They're so fast, so athletic, and they can really shoot the ball. Quinterly is terrific. You know, but but uh, Nate Oates has done a tremendous job. They got a lot of talent, a lot of skillful offensive players, a lot of athletes to, to defend. Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, the the uh, the NCAA tournament is, is about – you know, matching up with the right team. And, and the best way to match up is if you've got really good guards, experienced guards, they match up well with anybody. Yeah. No doubt. That. But Jim, I want to thank you for being on. I know you're really tied up and busy, and uh, I wanted you to be on because thanks so much of you, and certainly because of Terry and also because of the way you played uh, last year. And I know you're playing great this year to win the ACC or – it's going to be great because you're going to beat Pittsburgh. So tell Liz, and it's to tell Liz hello and uh, good luck to you. And and uh, I don't know, but are you going to Houston to the NCAA? He's going to be in it. He's going to be in it. He's going to be playing. He's going to be working. I'm going to bring my team if I can, Will. Yeah. And you okay, tell him that I was asking for her. Okay, I'll, I'll tell her. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. 
right. See you guys. Yeah. See you, Barry. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's going to take his team to. Well, I know that, but I just, just wanted to. Anyway, he does a, does a great job. He's done a great job since he's been Coach, down are you going to go to the Final Four? Am I? Yeah, Coach, let's go to Houston again. He used to go all the time. Are you, are you going this year? I don't I don't know. Coach, let's yeah. let, let, let's go together. You and I, we'll make it a boys' trip. He ain't going. Uh, I want to give a shout out uh, to Bryant High School. Uh, they played Mountain Brook last yeah, year, the and they got guy got fouled. Uh, then it, it's I a didn't dis- see that. It's a I, di- left, I left. Disappointing. Game it was fifty-two fifty. Three seconds to go. Ad, who's a kid I've coached uh, in AAU, he dribbles down. He pulls up for three. The guy absolutely jumps with him and clobbers him, and the officials swallow the whistle. He hacked the mess out of him and didn't call in and out. You know he's gonna go to the line down two, shoot three free throws. With no time on the clock, uh, disappointing. I love the. I Sometimes love the, that happens for Mountain Brook. <laughs> yes, I love the coach at Mountain Brook. He's a really good friend of mine. His son, uh, who didn't have a great game, is is a really good player. Being recruited just a junior, but uh, Paul Bryant deserved better than those three officials swallowing their whistle on that last play. I mean, uh, that was about an obvious as foul as I could have seen. Yeah, you you. I wonder if they feel guilt. I'm sure they do. Like, man, did we really miss that? And I'm sure they go watch the film and say, gosh, I hope we didn't miss it. When they see that they did, I hope it bothers them. Hey, Alabama One, www.alabama1.org. You're looking to purchase that home of your dreams. Are you a first-time home buyer? Alabama One offers the Fannie Mae Home Ready First-Time Home Buyer Program, a program designed to help eager buyers get into your first home. Competitive rates, down payments as low as... 3% gift funds allowed. They also have the regular mortgage. If you've had one, I've got my mortgage with these guys. And literally, I sat down with them. Mike Brown helped me get to the right people, and they took great care of me. They'll do the same for you. Go to www.alabama1.org. Phone lines will be open for really the rest of the show. We hear some Nate Oates sound in the second hour. We have one more break. I know this hour, but uh, so you guys want to jump in, we'd love to have your phone calls. 205-342-9904. If you were at the game last night, was it the loudest environment you've ever heard in Coleman that you've ever heard? Uh, I had people tell me it was. We'll get. We'll see what Joe thought. I know he was in the house last night. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama sports? Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. Traffic moving well this morning. We don't see any problems, but if you do, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's the BJ Manager Special at Towns of Nissan, $5,000 off. Dealer list price on any new 2023 Armada and finance rates as low as 1.9%. Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Has the pen... The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. The lonesome friends of San say the world will end most any day. Well, if it does, then that's okay. Cause I don't live here anyway. Is this dad's song here? I live now that's my song. Uh, and by the way... We just lost every listener we had. I'll tell you what, by the way, uh, on the pick as far as what the song... What each, I'm, I would sing my way. And your song by your little son, my little grandson, I won. 
Yeah, you said we were losing listeners. I'm I won. Talking, you I did won. You said, but you, you, you. I won. Hey, I won. Fifty-four and thirty-six. You did win, but you okay, went thank into. You. You went well, into but you never. I, I noticed you never mentioned it. I never did. Actually, I did look at. Yeah, no, no, no. You do. You, you, did, you didn't mention it on purpose. It's as be, usual. But it's usual. because you were so defeated when we put up. Well, you. I mean, you know, I'm not going. The listeners we get, I'm not going to win. Play that. Was that his walk-up song? That's a great song. I wish you played every time I'm on. Play Max Walk Up song. Uh, that's the better song. What we're playing right now. I love that. Play song. Max Walk Up song. That Max Walk Up song got beat. Boop, boop, boop. Play it. All right. Well, we got beat. Why? Why were we got to get that Walk Up song up there where we can get it up? I don't want to hear it. You Cut me off it. of it. All right. But I do a lot. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes that song. Because we still alive. <laughs> no big. I feel like Pac. Yeah. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in hot. They're playing this at Coleman last night. Oh, they played that at Coleman last night? The crowd liked it. All right, let's get to the... Do we have time to take this call now, or do we want to punch him to the second hour? Not Either punch way. him, move him. All right. Hot. Aiden says we'll move to the second hour. All right, Dave, give us one hold up. We'll get you right in when we get back in the second hour. Uh, yeah, that song. What was that Frank Sinatra song, Joe, that he had? My Way. My Way. It beat this song, bringing in, coming in hot uh, as a walk-up song. I hate to see that baseball game. It'd be boring. All right, uh, Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, then believe me, you don't want it. Go to yellowwood.com to find the dealer that's close to you. We appreciate them being a great sponsor of Inside the Locker Room. This is Ty, 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Ty, 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, traffic moving well this morning. We don't see any problems, but if you do, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's the BJ Manager Special at Towns of Nissan, $5,000 off. Dealer list price on any new 2023 Armada and finance rates as low as 1.9%. Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoots apparel. Clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel redefined. Road tripping, business travel, or bringing your car in for repairs. All great reasons to rent a Toyota at Tuscaloosa Toyota. You can rent the latest Toyota models for a day, a week, or a weekend. Every Toyota rental car comes with 24 hours roadside assistance and is backed by an entire team of people you know and trust. Rent a Toyota and let's go places. Reserving yours is a breeze at TuscaloosaToyota.com. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And now the end is near, and so I face the final curtain. My friend, 
Welcome back to the second hour. That was, uh, we had the poll question, so I'm going to give that song its due. That was Dad, would have been Dad's walk-up song. It was actually 54% picked that. So we only had, we didn't have a lot of votes in this uh, no. deal. So nobody's interested. Nobody's interested in that. So Anyway, somebody said they were laughing, but that beat... Uh, coming in hot as your walk-up music. Boy, that would really get me pumped up to walk to the plate. Andrew Knifer, my Allstate agent. Let Andrew become yours. Out at 4705 McFarland Boulevard, Suite 3 over in Norport. Andrew knows the area inside and out, which really helps. He's got the backing of Allstate. He's a great guy, does a great job. Let him run a quote for you. I did the same, made the change over a couple years ago. He's done a great job for me. 205 722 Zero one. Aren't you the Andrew Kniffer hotline and get Dave into the show? Good morning, Dave. Good morning. Guys, uh, your dad will probably remember these. I can remember two other times. I think it was a little bit louder than last night. Once was the year we played uh, Roby at Phillips, Kentucky. They came in undefeated. Mm-hmm. That place was loud the whole night. Yeah. Well, it never it never stopped. Uh, that's probably a little point of your time. But uh, And then the, the other time was the time your dad may remember. They were playing LSU, and it was so loud, Dale Brown had to run out on the court to call timeout. I think we had a couple of steals and laid it in, and, you know, Dale ran out almost a day, free throw line to get a timeout because nobody could hear him. Yeah. But, uh, were you in there last night, Dave? I was. I was. This... And I got a question for you before I hang up. That's right. this, simply this. Um, will Bruce Pearl get fined by the SEC for his post-game tirade? I think you'll get a probably a letter that nobody will know just going over the bylaws of what you can and cannot do. I hope the SEC understands the emotion in that game and uh, will not. I don't see him finding him. Do you, Dad? I don't see him getting a fine or a suspension on something like that. He didn't well, go on and on and on. Yeah, I think, I, think, um, I don't know. I, think I, have, I have no idea, but he'll get fined. I, I, I can see why he did I, I don't want to get into it because the people think something. But I, there, there's the foul occurred that didn't wasn't called. There's no doubt about that. So upset you. You thought they got a bad whistle? Uh, I thought they I thought they got a questionable whistle. Yeah, at the at the end there, I did. At the end there. Uh, I don't know. It's a bad. I don't know. It's a bad whistle. Maybe I'm wrong and they're right. But I thought it was a quick, kind of a question. Like he's. Uh... Some frustration there when you have when you have three guys foul out. Um, you know, sometimes I actually tell some officials like I got mad about particular calls. When I went back and looked at the film, sometimes I was right and sometimes I was wrong. Uh, you know, probably the time to do the radio show is probably not right after the game like that. Though, right, right out there, you're so emotional, and then I think you'll have some time to go back. Uh, you know, if you were Bruce Pearl and his staff. Do you look at this film, or do you just say, we got to turn the page, we can't worry about that game, and we got to turn our attention straight to Tennessee? Because I don't know if there's anything in that film that's going to help you against Tennessee. Do you even look at this game right now, or do you just turn well, the page right? I, I, My staff looks at it, I look at it, and we, we decide what we need to do in practice or we need to go over with, either in classroom or out on the court. We, we decide that. And then, naturally, after as soon as we get through with that ourselves, we look at the Tennessee film and decide what we need to put in for that game. Tennessee is uh, 
will be hard to play. They shoot. They don't shoot it sometimes. Where they they're very very good defensively. Um, so we'll see if uh, the crowd down there uh, causes Tennessee to foul some. Um, it'll be. You know they've got a, uh, Auburn's got an injury from. He's an okay player. Um, Tennessee's got a big, you know, a big injury there. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Tennessee. Well, uh, uh, one of the announcers is in Tennessee's corner, real big, uh, and I kind of get worn out with it. But uh, um, Tennessee, if they were as good as he says they are, then they would have been a little bit higher in the league. Uh, they got a very good team, but we'll see. All right, Tennessee may be the second-best team, uh, but Kentucky losing last night. Vanderbilt, could they play their way into this tournament? They're getting close. Uh, yeah, they're, they're doing well. That, I don't think – I think it'll, it's going to be close. I think uh, Kentucky goes going one for 19. Just shows you the kind of shooting team that they've had throughout the year, except uh, in the Auburn game. They shot it well, but they have been so inconsistent. All your teams have. We got a Mississippi State game, Mississippi State team that doesn't shoot it well. We got an Arkansas team that, that defends well but doesn't shoot it well. So we've got some, we've got some non-shooting teams. You shoot the basketball well, you've got you've got um, a great chance to do something if you can defend it all. And uh, certainly Alabama's improved their defense defense this year and uh, deserves to win the. You know, to win the round robin, if that's the way you want to say the word deserves. And so we'll, we'll go on and see what happens. All right, let's get up to the uh, Andrew Knifer hotline and bring Tom in the show. Good morning, Tom. Morning. Morning, Barry. Morning, Coach. How are y'all? We're good. good. How are you? I'm good. Coach, uh, <clears throat> did you get that uh, link I sent you to, uh, sent you yesterday about the, uh, off of Golf Channel? No, I did. I, did you send it to me on my cell phone? I, I I tried to send it to you like a direct message, but uh, I, I may have messed up. But anyway, uh, I, first of all, I was going to call to see if you had got it. And if you didn't, it's still up on their website, golfchannel.com. Okay, what's it about, Tom? Yeah, about... Uh, the players in 1994, the meeting that Greg Norman called with the uh, elite players of the PGA, yeah, and uh, Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. I, I'm not going to tell you the whole article because you, okay. I, I think you'll okay. find it entertaining if you read it. All right, if I can't find it on what you sent me, how do I find it? It's uh, GolfChannel.com. Okay, I'll try to find it. I'll try to find and, it. Uh, it, it, it goes into the history of uh, how people fell out with Greg Norman, how how he he took this uh, World Golf uh, Championship thing on and uh, was going to promote it and all like this. And, yeah, and and, and uh, I, I I'm not going to tell you the outcome, but it's a great read. I know okay. you'll enjoy. It. Okay, I'll, I'll try to find. I'm, I'm not real smart, as you know about the stuff but i'll well, try to find not it. be either because i tried to send it to you <laughs> where you could just click on it and read it but uh i'm, I'm too dumb yeah well I'll, I'll i'll check it out thank you appreciate it uh tom there's a thing out uh today i'm just reading kind of that the pga tour announced a smaller field no cut designated events 
for the 2024 season. LIV is saying that the PGA Tour, which they're kind of right now, is trying to copy everything that they're doing. Do you see that, Tom? Trying to have the same kind of events now, team well, events. They don't. No they don't copy. Event. They don't copy everybody starting on one hole, or different holes. They, well, don't they, copy may, they may go to that eventually. They are not going to go to that. <laughs> they are not going to go to everybody oh, starting Tom, on the same they're, hole. Tom, they're copying off the LIV's paper. Oh, corn. They Barry, may you do don't it. know. But, you know, I, I I hope they don't because they're not. They are. God, is, any, is anything sacred anymore? <laughs> Are. Look okay. at all the events they got the the twenty four twenty four. There's nothing, there's nothing. Barry, don't, don't pay attention to Barry. He don't know. Well, I mean, he's probably right though. They're probably going to come up here thinking they've got to change. And I believe it's like Tiger says in that article I, I, I'm trying to send to you, Dad. You know, if we stay the course, but let's do something for the young guys that's coming out of college. Well. I- I agree. I agree with both of you that they're, they're getting that they're getting more money because of LIV. There is no doubt about that. The PGA guys uh, ought, to, ought to be appreciative of what Butch Harmon has said. That they ought to be glad about the LIV because they're getting more money. I agree. But as far as starting the, the tournament with everybody on over well, a whole, that, like that. well, going, that's that's the point I was making. Well, they're going to. Some tournaments with no cuts, and the LIV tweeted out yesterday. Tom, but they've, this, only, they've only got they only got seventy guys. Tom, going. this is gonna make you mad. The LIV said imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Congratulations, oh, PJ Tour. Welcome to the future. Yeah, well, P, uh, LIV will be gone. LIV will be gone three years. I hope you're right because I tell you what, they've just about on my last darn nerve. I I was wanting them to. Uh, uh, here's what I want, Coach. I want the majors to stay like they are. They can do whatever they want to with everything else. But the majors and the uh, and the players' championship, I wish they would leave that alone because you've got to admit, that if you like golf, that is one of the most entertaining parts of the year when, when the four majors yeah. are on. Yeah, here, 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 yeah. Here, here's the difference, Tom, that people don't realize, and they, and they don't understand it. The, the the Memphis Open, the tournaments that we have, not counting your majors and counting your majors, as you said, there is a lot of money that goes to people who need money, right. to hospitals, to to care homes, to children's homes, and the, and, the, and it they that that's important to me, and I think that should be I important, and, and we overlook that sometimes when we talk about the. Ifs and ofs of, of the Lee Westwood said, "I spent the whole." Lee I, Westwood doesn't know his butt from left. I field. spent the whole last year reading. Oh, now I spent the last year reading how good full fields and cuts yeah. are. Yeah, and then they're going to no cuts. Well, I tell you what, you do. You see, you see how many tournaments in uh, the United States that Lee Westwood has won. You, you don't hold your fingers up. <laughs> he's just saying. <laughs> he's just saying that they're copying the LIV. Well, that's fine. That's, oh, maybe that's, that's, I, I won't argue with it. Tom and I won't argue with that. The LIV, the, the uh, PGA has, has raised their money because of the LIV, but they're, they're going to play golf in the right way. You tee up on number one and play through eighteen. So if they run an event where they put it, run everybody out there and have a shotgun start, not, hey Barry, ain't gonna be no if because they're not gonna do it. <laughs> right, that, that's so, 
It's so cheap to do golf. Well, Barry's trying to start an argument about it. He, will, he likes to start it. They will do a tournament like that, Joe, right? They will. Of course they will. Yeah. Do a tournament like what? Where the shotguns start. You, uh, you, you, and, and you, you and Joe need to go back to the backwoods where you where you came from. <laughs> hey, but look, let me let me uh, let me let me say this uh, about uh, God. I forgot what I was going. Anyway, thanks for taking my call. Okay, thank, thank you, Tom. You. Hey, Tom, you you going out to watch Aliceville tomorrow? I don't know. My contractor keeps telling me he's going to come tomorrow. I, I've got to be here. We're starting to remodel. I, I don't know. I'm, Tom, I what is the uh, what is the first three numbers of all the phone numbers in Aliceville? What is the three, first? Three seven three. They had it on the T-shirt. Three seven three. So when you see the T-shirt, Joe says three seven three. Every Alice. every phone number in Aliceville starts with three seven three, baby. Uh, yeah, let me let me uh, let me Thank tell you, our Tom. listeners. Thank you, Tom. Let me let me tell our listeners uh, since the the crowd was the way it was last night. Uh, best ever, whatever you want to say, and certainly I guess it was, then I don't know why we're having to go to a small arena uh, to, to in order for the crowd to be loud. Uh, if it, it does, uh, you know, you uh, it, the crowd was as loud there as it was at Auburn, according to louder, louder. I don't know that we have to go to a small arena because of that. Not bad point. Bad point? Well, you're, I mean... You had the perfect storm last night. You're playing Auburn. You don't play Auburn every night. You're not playing for the SEC championship every night. You're not down 17 and come back and win every night. I mean, you had the perfect storm last night. That that doesn't would not be a reason not. To I'll tell you the I'll tell you the perfect storm, son, is when the when the ticket holders at at uh, at Colvin get the situation of their ticket holding at the new arena. That's where you'll find the perfect storm. The ticket holder. What do you mean? Well, they'll they be go, upset. They, they go, yeah, yeah very, yeah, be, sure, very upset, sure. And the ticket holders that come and came when I was there a hundred years ago, and some of them are still there. Uh, if they got the whatever you want to say to call in, they'll call in. If they won't, they won't. Uh, the ticket holder will be uh, concerned. Well, sure, they will. That's not a reason not to do it. Okay. So let's stay in this old arena over here because we don't want to upset the ticket holder. I didn't say stop. I just said you need to think about what you say to them sometimes because I'm not sure that, that everything, everything we say is real glossy and really good. Uh, but if you were to get into your basketball program were to go down a little bit, uh, somewhere and some all they're always up and down a little bit, and and then in that nine thousand arena you've got six. If you good have six in a good, good, good luck for a home court advantage. Well, if you have six in a nine thousand arena, arena, it's almost full. It's going to be loud oh. in there. Okay, but it ain't going to be a nine thousand seat arena. It's going to be ten. <laughs> I think you make it a tough ticket. Very rarely is it. Was it like last night where it's jam packed? That's the only game that's been jam packed in there all year, and you got the number one. Well, I think you've had. A, I think you've home, had a home court advantage all year. Yeah, but I'm saying it hadn't been full. Last well, night, Joe, was there a, I think the, was there a point, seat in the my house? My point is, do they have a home court advantage? I don't think they yeah. had. They had had more so even when I was there. I was. I, we had good home court advantages. I feel like I'm not trying to compare anything. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you right now that uh, you know you take that place and burn it down. All right. So and then I've got to get to break. We got a couple of phone calls holding. 
that was a tough ticket last night. So we didn't go. So I had some t- extra tickets, and I was stupid. I put them on Facebook. And I'm like, and then it says, well, you can just put them on StubHub. And then StubHub takes, I think it's like 10% or whatever. So you just ask whatever you want to get. So I threw them on StubHub and asked something ridiculous, and they sold immediately. And I had people texting me all yesterday. It was a tough ticket. So if you had a 10,000 or 12,000-seat arena, it would make it a tougher ticket. You know, people, you know, it's more important to get in there. It's harder to get in. It's okay. a it's a livelier deal. Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Duke's arena has helped Duke. Uh, it's not very big. I, I've done several games over there, and it certainly uh, is is hard to play in. I would I would not argue that. So I guess I'm I'm sort of double talking. I just think about the people who are going across the street to down the street, who, and I know there's not anybody, many people, not a whole lot of people left that, that came to my games. And I'm not trying to compare anything that we did to anybody. So don't be sending me any text. Uh, I'm just saying it, it's. A little bit different for you when you say, I can't get a ticket in the new arena. I've had a ticket in Colvin for all these years. Okay. I think that's, I think that's, when you can't get in there, it makes it, it makes it special when you do uh, get unless, in there. Unless it's you that can't get in there. <laughs> well, I mean, the guy. Sorry, it's, it's easy to talk about somebody else, but when it comes to you that can't get in there, it, it's a problem. Well, the you you're talking about are guys with a lot of money that are going to say, I'm not going to be left out. I'm going to buy those tickets. I'm going to pay what they want to get them. And then they get to get the arena built. Royal Cleaners, pickup and delivery. They want to make life easy for you. Uh, so you just dial 205-391-0034. They'll come right to you, pick up the laundry from those casual uh, golf shirts to the dresses to the suits to the dress shirt, whatever you need, dresses. If you want to drop off University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, North Porter, 4851 Rice Mine Road. Royal Cleaners will take great care of you. They do it for me. 205-391-0034. You're listening to Tide 100.9 NC Home of Alabama Sports. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. The Thursday morning, strong storms overnight left damage in Marion, Morgan, and Madison counties. Today, we could see a few non-severe thunderstorms, but tomorrow morning, that's a different story. A slight 2 and 5 risk for severe weather will run from 4 a.m. till around noon Friday across West Alabama. A wind advisory goes into effect at midnight tonight till 9 p.m. tomorrow night for strong non-thunderstorm winds upwards of 40 to 45 miles per hour. Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, light rain around the area, traffic volume picking up. Slow down and be careful. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Here's the BJ Manager Special at Towns of Nissan. $5,000 off. Dealer list price on any new 2023 Armada. And finance rates as low as 1.9%. Towns of Nissan, your hometown dealer. I'm Captain Ray. Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a few passing showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today 77, tonight's low 64. Tomorrow, a very windy day. Storms during the morning, those storms could be severe. Clearing by afternoon, the high 76. I'm James Spam of the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Is this another one of his walk-up songs? Wayne's Pest Control, suburb of 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. That's the good folks at Wayne's. Make sure your home is protected from those unwanted pests this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call, 866-WAYNES-1. Tell them you heard on the inside the locker room. Get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, before we go to the phone lines, guys, I need y'all to do this for me. This is your homework. Dad and I cannot, I know I can't, and I know Dad can't set this up. I want to do an inside the locker room bracket challenge where they challenge Dad and I. We pick a bracket. I'll pick a bracket. Dad picks a bracket, and the listeners pick a bracket. So we maybe we could set one up on uh, ESPN or somewhere, and, and we'll let the listeners know when the bracket comes out. Uh, I think that would be probably something fun to do. During, that'd, be a, that'd be a great idea. I think yeah. that, that'd be fun. Do that during March Madness. All right, get to the... Um, Alabama One Hotline and bring Chuck into the show. Good morning, Chuck. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, While I was on hold, Coach, you went straight to the point I was going to bring up. 15,000 people in there, not just last night. We sold out Kentucky. We always sell them out. There's games that sell out every year. 15,000 last night, downsize the stadium to 10,000. Where are those 5,000 people going to go? That's what I want to know. Uh, Not only the people there, but say $30 a ticket. What if we're going to pay $250 million for uh, an arena and then lose $150,000 a game in in revenue? Uh, Well, I'm sure they'll bump the ticket up there. Uh, I don't know. There'll be 10. Chuck, Joe, you've been to more games than me. I think last night was the first night that the place was absolutely full. Now, they may have sold the tickets. Joe, but as it was last night, the only night has been completely full. He's not listening. All right, Chuck, were you there last night? I was not. I yeah. was unable to yeah. go. And, and and I was. I'm one of the ones uh, Coach Sanderson was also talking about. I was a season ticket holder for years right up behind him. Yeah. Uh, Section E, decades uh, of, of those seats. I didn't always control them, but we had those seats a long time. Anyhow. Thank it you, was electric back then, too. Yeah, it was. No doubt. Um, I appreciate know, your call. Thank you, Chuck. Thanks for the call. Uh, appreciate yeah, it, I, I, yeah, 15, Well, actually, they've reduced it down. There's only 13,000 or something in there now. I don't think it, it used to seat 15. Uh, but for some reason, I saw the attendance is 13,000 something last night. Uh, all right, back to the Alabama One hotline and get Joe into the show. Good morning, Joe. Morning, coaches. Morning. How are you, uh-huh. Joe? Since the guy just uh, put the point on Barry, I'm, I'm going to get him on the golf win. Well, Barry's generation did not realize. You nailed it a while ago. PGA has gave more money to charities over the years 
than all the other pro sports combined. Now, I agree that could have paid these guys more. But you go all the way down the list, just like I will never vote for Donald Trump again because he had a two golf tournaments for the LIV. I agree. And one one was in New Jersey, right there, and all those 9-11 people were out there at the gates. I agree with you, 100%. That was awful. But, you know, his generation is going to determine where this country goes, and it's going to hell in the handbasket right now, so we'll see where it continues to go. Yep. I guess we're going to continue going, unfortunately, the wrong direction, Joe. Well, Barry, I, I appreciate you saying that, Barry. That's, that's very, very uh, um, patriotic that you say that. That really is. Yeah. Guys, I love Quinterly. I, I love everything about Alabama basketball. Don't say you love everything know. and then say but, because then that means you doesn't learn. Don't, don't well, let's don't say but. Let's don't say the numbers don't lie, but liars change numbers. When he plays big physical guards, you know what happens? You know what happens. So let's, so let's don't get crazy here at the end of the year. And, and Wimp nailed it. Man, all Bruce had to do was go to some zone. And I don't know why he didn't. I don't know where Bruce was. I don't, I don't know if the season has just got him. To a point where he just don't know what to do with these kids or, or what. But these small guards have just tore his program up. I mean, right now. But he's got the big boy from Baker and, and the boy from New Jersey. I think he's that five-star kid. I, I think he's six-two or six-one. But of course. But anyway, I preach long enough. Appreciate y'all letting me talk. Thank you, right, uh, thank you, Joe. Yeah. So Auburn last night. Uh... They they shoot twelve for twenty from three. Uh, so some nights you just, I mean, they had to play uh, at a really high level to have a chance. Of course, you get a seventeen point lead and you feel like you. Uh, but it's hard to finish out those games, especially on a team uh, with a crowd in there like that. What they're playing for, uh, the seventeen point lead that that'll keep you up at night, right? Uh, yeah, it sure will. You know, I, I don't think uh, I, I didn't think that. Uh... 17-point lead was enough for Auburn against Alabama with the crowd in there and the way Alabama plays and the way they, you know, you just, you just, I, I thought it was, I, I, I didn't know he was going to win, I, but it was, you know, a tough game for both teams, a tough game for the loser, and and um, Alabama's moving on, and it, it will be uh, a game a little bit tiring for both teams. Um, Alabama plays at 11 o'clock on, on Saturday uh, with not much time to rest against a, uh, an A&M team that's certainly not as skilled as Alabama but playing at home uh, on the second time that Alabama has been on the road since the problems came out publicly um, at South Carolina. Now here, um, Auburn is playing a Tennessee team that's Plays hard defensively, don't, doesn't shoot it very well. Anybody's game, Auburn's beat up a little bit. Um, you, I just feel, I just feel like that that when you go into a game against and you're trying to get somewhere, if one of your best players have two fouls in the first half, you keep playing them. 
That's just me. Uh, you may give them a rest with the last two, last minute of the first half so that they won't get the third foul. But you 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 got to go. If I'm playing Auburn, and I was on a bunch, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the best players. I'm gonna play them all. Are you saying Auburn didn't or Alabama didn't play their best players? I think Auburn did. Yeah, but all right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate on. Oh, you. I think Williams has got to play okay. right now. Let me ask you this though. So I I agree. You play them if you're not playing well, you're losing. But when you you have a eight point lead, ten point lead, and you're winning, and you got a margin, you're gonna put that guy in there to get the third. Well, foul? they put him back in late. I just don't. I just think he held him out too long the first half. That's just they me. Were I'm not well joking. though in winning. So why, why risk a fact when you're winning and you're playing? Well, there, there, you know, there's a point to that. that that's right. And, you know, and I, I I just think that. I just think that I wouldn't. I wouldn't have taken. I, I, I would. I would. I didn't know that when I took. I just wouldn't take him out. So therefore, I didn't know we had an eight point lead. Yeah, they didn't have the eight <laughs> point know? lead at the half. Yeah. Uh, I know that seven, half. Point, seven point lead at the half. Uh, so they were playing really well. Alabama uh, did not play well. Or they almost seemed a little bit nervous, like with all the that was going on. The crowd was so big, and and they wanted to. Uh, just blow them out immediately, and they looked a little bit, little bit nervous there early. All right, we're going to take a break. We get back. We got Coach Oates' uh, comments. We also take your phone calls two zero five three four two nine nine zero four. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, outstanding attorneys and attorneys that know the law. Uh, they know if you've been injured, uh, they can go. They can visit with you to, to find out exactly what happened whether it be on the highways, whether it be with a neighbor, whether it be kinfolk, whoever it might be. And Prince Clover and Hayes will visit with you and on the telephone. Y'all will decide if you need to go further with the problem, and then you can go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them at that time, and, and um, that way you, you'll feel comfortable. Bob has been on our show twice and very good, and so Prince Clover and Hayes are the people you might want to visit with. Constant Companion Animal Hospital, uh, Dr. Foster is really good. If you've got a pet and they've got a problem or they need to be checked, I'm telling you right now, you can't beat 150 Narrows Drive in Birmingham. Uh, just call them. Get the information on the telephone. 635-0313. Tell them you heard on inside the locker room, and they'll give you half price if you bring that, that pet by there to them. So uh, I want to certainly... Uh, Talk about constant companion because they're good people. Okay, I'm through with mine. All right, tell you that's the Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama Sport. No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. Years ago, Jimmy Rain decided that the best way to advertise Great Southernwood was through coaches. Gene Stallings, Pat Dye, Steve Spurrier, and myself, and many more coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet, look at yellow wood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellow Wood. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly cloudy with a few passing showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today, 77. Tonight's low, 64. Tomorrow, a very windy day. Storms during the morning. Those storms could be severe. Clearing by afternoon, the high, 76. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 64 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room, I read up to the Alabama One Hotline. Go up to Birmingham, get Tony in the show. Good morning, Tony. Hey guys, what's going on? Good, um, buddy. How are you? You know, I, I I never. It makes me laugh every time I think about it. But I, I never realized the stuff you know that, that how how Jimmy Dykes can wear on you um, until listening to your dad. Guys, does he make up terms? I mean, I've never heard the term "play after Pauls." Have y'all heard that? Play after coaches. Pauls. What does that mean? Yeah, he says he said Bruce Pearl. This game may come down to how they play after the Pauls. A timeout, uh, right. a change of possession, TV timeout. I've never heard that in my life. And and, and it's it is not just that. Other games back, he said something to the state of uh, that the best way to guard this guy is to guard a shadow. Stay stay at the angle of a shadow. Well, if that shadow is overhead, what are you talking about? <laughs> and and he says stuff like that. I just think he makes stuff up as he goes. Yeah, I, you know he, he wears me out, man. Yeah, he 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 tries to be too cute, but uh, I don't know. Uh, you know. He, tries, he tries to get more games, and he, uh, of the four guys that they get, he tries to get more games by being the way he is. And uh, huh. it's pretty pretty, but I, I better stay out of it. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, Tony? <laughs> hey, Will, let me ask you a question. I, I, who would you rather have dinner with in their prom? Okay. Um. Frank Sinatra or Elvis Presley? Uh, Frank Sinatra. Really? Why, I, I got, why I, let, me, let, me, let me tell you a story. Let me tell you a story. I'm in, I'm in Vegas. I'm on my way to, to California, to the NCAA tournament, San, San Diego. I find mm-hmm. out that Elvis is going to be on at 6. So I go and get tickets, and I see Elvis. I call, uh, Sinatra is going to be on at midnight. Hmm. I call, uh, who did I call, Barry, the the head coach at at, at Vegas? Uh, Jerry Tarkanian. I called Jerry Tarkanian. Jerry Tarkanian, and I had a guy named Glenn Clem with me, the coach from Walker Junior College. He says, Wimp, go to the invited guest line. And he says, maybe you can get in there. We go to the invited guest line. As I get closer to the guy, and he's a, he's in a tuck with with a tuxedo, and he's got mm-hmm. a big bo- he's got a big board with chalk a big chalkboard. This is mafia and he, and he, mafia he, stuff here, Tony. He let people yeah, right. in there. As I get closer to him, I don't want to. I don't know who to tell him that I am. I'm assistant basketball coach. I think I was assistant. 
So as I get close to him, I said, I told Glenn, I said, Glenn, I can't tell him I'm Paul, Paul Bryant. <laughs> Coach, Coach Bryant's out here all the time. And he said, no, you don't tell me, don't tell him you're Paul Bryant. I said, and for some reason, I don't know why, bless his heart, I decided that I was going to tell him that I was John David Crow. I don't know why. <laughs> John, wow. John, John David Crow was a great running back for you, for right. you young people. I know, yeah. Well, you know. He was mm-hmm. he won the Heisman Trophy for Coach Bryant. Yeah, Texanium. And, mm-hmm. and I, I visited with John David, bless his heart. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, I visited with him. He was working at the university when, as a football coach when I was. We're edging up towards the guy. I'm sweating it out. And I said to him, uh, uh, he said, yes, name, sir. And I said, uh, John Crow, John David Crow. And he looks at the, the slate, slate. He doesn't say a word. He flips over the slate and he says, go in, Mr. Crow. Was the guy's name, was the guy's name Bruno? Did he have a bald head and an earpiece? But anyway, he goes in. I said, Glenn, we need to tip this guy, get him to put us the closest. We tip this guy. We didn't tip the guy that put us in. We tipped the guy that took us down the aisle. And he put us on about the eighth row. So Sinatra you saw, walk, you saw Sinatra Elvis and Sinatra. Sinatra, say, Sinatra walks out, gets his cigarettes, gets in the chair. We have heard Elvis at 6 and Sinatra at midnight. Wow. Oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> Coach, when do you think, in your opinion, when do you think Elvis was in his prime? Was it fat later life? He Elvis comes, he comes to Tuscaloosa. Elvis? He comes to Tuscaloosa. He goes in the little gym to shoot baskets. I'm the head coach. Mm-hmm. I go I go down there to watch him. He's real, real bloated. He's real heavy looking. He's in in the in the end of whatever you know, he's he's kinda towards the end. And he's bloated and I didn't talk to him. I just looked at him and watched him because I was I had somebody with me, I forget who it was and, and they looked at it. So that's what happened. And I got How did we get off on Elvis and Frank. Sinatra. I don't know, but I think it's a good story for us. No, it was a great story. So the guy was the guys was that guy in the mafia that Tark told you no, to go the see. Guy, the guy let people in. I don't know why he let me in, but he did say go in, Mister Crow. <laughs> John did John David Crow win the Heisman? Yeah, he did. Joe does John that... David. I'm gonna tell you something, folks. I'm gonna tell you something sad. John David Crow's son played football at Alabama. Was just a just a you know a good player, not a great player, not John David. Bless his heart, he was out, and a person had a flat tire. Um, and he was down helping this person with his tire. He was run over and killed. Mm. Mm. So to my heart, I, I think about that. It just kills me. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alabama one hotline. We we'll go out to Texas and bring Cowboy in. Good morning, Cowboy. Well, I don't know how I can follow that story. That's pretty, I pretty. John David Crow running, uh, John David Crow uh, Jr., I guess, playing running back for Alabama. He did. He uh, did. Him and yeah. Pete Cavan were in the same backfield together. John David was number 40, wasn't he, coach? Yeah. I don't remember. You know more about the numbers than I do. But the Here's story my I told question you to you, Cowboy. If you're the guy that's – the Tarkanian told him to go see, and Dad walks in and says he's John David Crow. Does Dad look like somebody that won the Heisman? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think that guy? Do you think that guy knew? 
that John David Crow the guy was a guy. Hey, the, hey, uh, cowboy! The guy was going fast. They were going through there, and he had the slate. And they were calling out who they were, and he was letting them in. The line was huge, long, and I, I'm thinking to myself, the guy's going to kick me out when I get there. He's going to say, "We well, ain't got no John David Crow," but he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I've had. I'm. I'm. I've kind of done something like that, trying to get in somewhere. You just say, "Hey, you're so and so." Guys, I've tried to get, I've tried to get in pla- hey let me tell you something. I've tried to get in places all my life and never had any money. When I was at the state tournament, watching the state tournament, they played the A Day game at Alabama. I wanted to watch it and I didn't have any money. I started climbing up the la- uh, climbing up the side where the, all the things was. When they did, I got caught. My sweater got caught. I mean, my pants got caught in the in the thing trying to slip in and tore my britches all the way down. I had to go to the state oh. tournament with a sweater pulled over and tied behind me. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's the, hey, out here, uh, SMU was playing Memphis. Derrick Rose, the one year he played for Memphis and got there, all the tickets were sold out, and I was walking down the side. Oh, goodness. Well, I saw a crack. I saw a maintenance area in the door of that old Moody Coliseum out here, and I slipped in, walked in there, and watched yeah. the basketball game. Well, when I when I when I when I pass away, cowboy Barry, when they asked the three boys to get up and say something about me, if I Barry, the first thing Barry will say will be two or three things about me getting in places that I could that nobody could get in. That's only, I don't know what else he'll say. He'll say I was a decent dad or something. I don't know, something, but he'll say he'll tell some kind of story about how I slipped into a place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, when you do stuff like that, you got to be by yourself. You can't have anybody with you because they get nervous. No, nah, Cowboy, you know, if, you, if you ever go to the Final Four. Here we go. All right. They have a lot of parties. Nike will have a party. Everybody's got a party at the Final Four. It's, it's a big party. Because yeah. coaches, there's no more games to scout. Nobody can recruit. Just let your hair down. Let's have a party. And, but you got to have tickets to get in. Now, ESPN will have a party. Everybody's got a party out there. So if you go to the Final Four, you want to go with Dad because he can get you in any party you want. And you ain't going to have a ticket, but you just got to stick right there by his hip. He's going to walk in. The lady's going to ask you. He'll have them so confused. Next thing you know, everybody with him's walk. So everybody would go find him at the Final Four. All my buddies. When we were going to a party that we didn't have a ticket to, because he can get you in, my man. So that's awesome. So if you that's if he awesome. goes to Houston, you need to meet him down there. He'll get you in places you've never seen before. I may do that. Yeah, I, 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 I might go to Houston. That's smart. Yeah, he gets you in Houston. He got two people in the Final Four on one ticket <laughs> in the game. That. Yeah, that's against uh, the law. Well, I guess we I guess we we'll get to a little basketball. You think there are guys that be dead legged out at A and M? They're gonna be tired. They're gonna be tired, Cowboy. They got there's a lot, hey, there's a lot of Alabama players. There's ten of them. They're gonna be and, tired, Cowboy. And uh, those last five didn't play near as much as they usually play. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I got a feeling they might still beat them, but who knows? We don't have to worry about. They don't mean nothing. That game don't matter. They got number one C wrapped up. Yeah, so, good deal. Well, they've uh, had a great year. Hopefully, yeah. it can continue. Well, good no talking to you All guys. Right, thank you, Cowboy. All right, thank you, all right uh, Aiden, real fast, because I don't want you to do – you did all that work and we had all the calls. Let's play Coach Oates' opening statement at least. Uh, I feel bad I had you do all that. But, Gary, I want those clips. But uh, do you want to play Coach or do you want to leave them all for Gary? Well, I'll leave them all for Gary. Okay. 
Listen, huh? it was a big night tonight for us. I mean, it was an Auburn-Alabama game. We'd expect it to be a great game. Bruce had his guys ready to go. You know, to be down 17 with just over 10 minutes to go in the game, I couldn't be more proud of our guys. Second SEC championship in three years here. And it was especially special tonight to do it in front of our fans. I mean, they were great tonight. I really want to thank our fans for all their support. They brought the energy. I thought it fueled our run there in the second half. We achieved a lot this year. I mean, we shoot, we swept our in-state rival, which is a big deal around here. We went undefeated at home. It's not easy to do. Like I said, we won the SEC regular season. So we still got things we want to accomplish ahead of us, you know, the guys have worked hard. I'm super proud of them. Dad, uh, can you imagine? Uh, I know how I feel after games that ain't near as bored as what he coached. What time did he probably settle down? When you, you're exhausted when you get home after a game like that. Didn't settle. He probably didn't settle. It's, it's hard o'clock. to get to sleep after a game yeah, like three that. Three o'clock. <laughs> yeah, then you got to get up and go again. All right. Uh, I tell you what, Jay, you just want to double up the brakes at the backside. All right, let's go back to the Alabama One Hotline and get Byron in. Good morning, Byron. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all today? We're good, buddy. Good. How, How are you? you? I'm great, man. Anytime we beat Auburn, I'm fine. I'm great. Yeah. No Sweet. No matter what we play. Sweep. Uh, yeah. Championship, the whole works. Yeah. Hope we, hope, hope we do that in the big tournament, too. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to ask Wimp. Well, what was your uh, most disappointing loss when you was coaching? Hmm. Uh, I, when I was coaching, yeah. Well, one, when you one, was coach. at, one was at Little Rock, and one was at one when I played Auburn uh, in the finals. To we we won the championship, win the final game nine times. When Auburn beat us uh, and shouldn't have uh, in the final game in, in Birmingham. That was that one would be one and and, and uh, a loss that we took at Little Rock that uh, cost us a chance to go to the NCAA tournament. Where would you rank the loss to UNLV? Well, they didn't actually play UNLV. They would have played the UNLV. I would say that would be a, a loss that would be in, in my in my call as well. Well, that would have uh, been Loyola Marymount. You would have played I, I, UNLV. I didn't go. I didn't go. To, I didn't go in the game. At the, Contrary to what people believe, to make it a low score, we got beat sixty-two to sixty. I went in the game thinking that that uh, because we didn't have a, that listening to a lot of coaches because I didn't get a lot of film, we'd stayed out in Cal- uh, California a week after we won our first two games. Uh, our, my AD was mad because we because we won two. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, well. I did call the wrong name of the team, but I, they were the running rebels. Yeah, they? they were. That's who, who Duke beat uh, that year. But you would have played UNLV yeah. in the final. I, I got, I got beat. You know, we got beat there, and, and um, I played it the way I thought it should have been played. Uh, people think I did a good job. I didn't do a good job. I got beat. <laughs> so, well, I remember listening to it, and uh, I, I, I remember it was a real close game, thinking might might be going to beat them. Yeah, we we made we missed some shots, took a couple of bad shots, and missed some shots that we could have made. But uh, that's the way life another, is. Yes. Got another question for you. How would you rank? 
How would you rank the 76 Alabama team against this team this year? I wouldn't. I don't. I don't rank. I think. I think the '76 team was a great team. I think this is a great team. I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to compare them with each other. You got T.R. Dunn and Reginald King and people like that. I. I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to rank. I was not the head coach in '76. Yeah, I was well, there. I, 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 recruit, I recruited all those players, but uh, I, I wasn't the head coach. So I, I don't. I don't. I don't really. I really don't compare teams. I don't compare players much. No, sir. Would be a good match, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. I'm sure. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, I, I was, I was growing up back at that time. I, I yeah. mean, I, was, uh, I, I, I remember the players, Cleveland and yeah, Douglas. Uh, yeah, they, they were a great uh, team. Yeah. Uh, I, it, yeah. Go ahead. Did, uh, did Bobby Knight actually, uh, really? Compliment Alabama. Well, Bobby Knight, you couldn't you couldn't have found Bobby Knight if he lost. Now, what what's the right thing for you to say if you come in the other team's uh, dressing room and you've beaten them? This is the best team we'd ever played. He'd have said that if it if had been playing Podunk you if he had to go in there. Yeah. So Bobby Knight, well, you couldn't have found Bobby Knight with a, with a finding machine. But yeah. since they won the game by two points or whatever they wanted, I can't even remember four points where it was. He's going to go in there and brag about our team. I, I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. And Bobby Knight and I are friends. Boy. Thank you, Byron. Thank you. Enjoy talking to y'all. Have yeah, a funny story there. Well, we, you weren't at Little Rock that year, but the year I was at Little Rock, we played Kansas. We played them really well. And Roy Williams came down to our locker room to brag on us and no, tell us don't how brag we on me when you, like, Don't brag on me when you beat Yeah, go back to your locker room. We don't want to hear all that. All right, first to main condos, the location's outstanding down the historic district downtown Norport. Three-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath condominiums. Location, location, location. Two minutes to downtown, five minutes to the University of Alabama. Call them, tell them you heard on Inside the Locker Room, one month free rent, 205 657 Seven four six five. Also, Alabama One. Go to www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. They will take great care of you. They do it for me. Get by there today and tell them that Wimp and Barry sent you. The Gary Harris Show is next, so keep it locked in. You listen to Tide 100.9. It's the home of Alabama sports. Have a great day, everybody. to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by Tuscaloosa Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram and Pearl River Resort. From the University of Alabama, this is Crimson Tide Today. It's a daily update on Bama sports and it's brought to you by CBNS Bank. Bank anywhere, at any time, with CBNS Bank's digital solutions. Managing your finances has never been so easy. Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. As Alabama prepares to start its run in the SEC Women's Basketball Tournament, head coach Christy Curry shares with us on Crimson Drive what's important for the Crimson Tide. Importance of understanding being where your feet are at that moment. And uh, the kids have done a really good job with their prep. Um, we obviously are going to go over and watch a little bit of the game that we will be playing the winner of. So, there's a plan in place, and we're trying to go out and execute it, and hopefully our players will respond. I think it's the time of year where, you know, your best players <clears throat> and your your core group and your bench, it's just – it's going to take everybody. And um, it's not just going to be um, any magic button you hit. It's more about hitting the reset button, whether 
you finished the season the way you want or didn't. Again, just focusing on the new and the new opportunity ahead. I'll have more in a moment. At CBNS Bank, we've been into meeting the needs of our customers since 1906. Whether you're buying a home or auto or consolidating debt, CBNS Bank's personal loans are on point or setting new business goals. Our lineup of commercial loans can help you achieve them. At CBNS Bank, we're proud to sponsor the University of Alabama Athletics and even prouder to take the field or court with you. Visit cbsbank.com today. All loans subject to credit approval, member FDIC and equal housing lender. Join us tonight for Alabama women's basketball in the SEC tournament from Greenville, South Carolina. Our radio coverage will start at 6.55 across the network. And if Alabama wins on Thursday, the Crimson Tide will also play Tennessee on Friday with radio coverage also starting at 6.55 p.m. across the radio network and the Varsity Network app. Crimson Tide Today is brought to you by CBNS Bank. Crimson Tide Today is a production of the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks. We do have some light rain around the areas to drive carefully. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. Here's a super manager special at Townsend Nissan, $5,000 off dealer list price on all new 2023 Armadas and finance rates as low as 1.9%. At Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. 